Pops Talk Sports, Episode 2, the 1992 Men's National Team versus the 2012 United States Men's National Team. I'm here with my special guest, Ryan Nunes. What's up, Nunes? What's going on, Sue? Man, man, good, chilling, chilling. How's everything during the quarantine? Man, it's long, long days. Long beards, man. That's what we got going on over here. <laughs> hey, no barbershops are open. <laughs> Nothing. I can't even go anywhere without taking off my hat. Exactly, right? I'm in the uh, bathroom trying to cut my own beard and shape it up. That's not going right at all. Man, I haven't even tried. It's just going to be growing. <laughs> well, let's get into our topic today. Night. The Jordan documentary brings up a lot of good you know, details, a lot of good things. One of the things that's mostly talked about is the dream team in 1992 and how that was the best team ever assembled. How do you feel about that? Man, I mean, you can't really argue with it. I mean, they have, what, 11 Hall of Famers on that team. They kind of changed the whole complexion of the NBA, right? And Definitely. Brought to, a national, brought to a national stage, brought lights to it. And, man, you can even argue that it brought together a collusion the mega teams man <laughs> talk of, it brought in the, the celtics and the heat and things of that nature it really changed basketball yeah that's one thing i like about the documentary the jordan documentary the last dance brings up a lot of good things and as i look at the 92 squad clyde drexler michael jordan scotty pippen john stockton chris mullen charles barkley magic johnson david robinson patrick ewing christian leitner Man, really, honestly, there's not one scrub in the bunch. Even Christian Leitner was the best college basketball player at the time, right? He dominated. At that time, he definitely was a dominate. He definitely dominated at Duke that last season. But when we talk about the best team ever assembled, we got to bring up this 2012 team. They got some names on there, too, man. I mean, it's hard to say because, you know, we don't have anyone in the Hall of Fame from there yet. But, I mean... You could argue that 11 of them are going to make the Hall of Fame, too, man. <laughs> exactly. You got Tyson Chandler, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, Deron Williams, Andre Ugala, Kobe Bryant, Kevin Love, James Harden, Chris Paul, Anthony Davis, Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, man. I mean, honestly, the first thing I see when I hear these lineups is just how much the game has changed even in that amount of time, right, in that 20 years. You go back and look at the dream team, and it's mostly power forwards and centers. And then you come over here and look at the, the 2012 team, and it's a lot of guards. Right? Exactly. I mean, you got somebody like Kevin Durant, who's 6'11", who's <laughs> out there at the three-point line just pulling up from 35 feet. <laughs> the game has definitely changed. You only have one center on this team, really. I mean, Tyson Chandler, you could argue that Kevin Love, but he's more of a power forward, man. It's crazy to think how much that's changed. Definitely, definitely. So what we're going to do here today, guys, we're going to see if anybody on a 2012 team could replace anybody on a 1992 team. Since everybody thinks the 1992 team is the best team put together, we think we wanted to do see if anybody from the 2012 team could replace anybody from the 92 team. I'm going to let you start it off, Noon. What do you think? All right, man. We can just start off with the most obvious thing here, right? I mean, you take Christian Leitner off. And exactly. Place them with either, you know, Kobe or LeBron, your choice. I mean, really, you could go either way with that. Definitely, definitely. I mean, Kobe Bryant is arguably, to the new generation, one of the top three players ever to play the game. And then you got LeBron James right behind Kobe Bryant. Or some people got LeBron James in front of Kobe Bryant. But who would you take off for LeBron? So if you're taking off Christian Leitner and adding Kobe Bryant, which I think is definitely understandable, 
who are you taking off and adding LeBron? I mean, honestly, it's a Or does LeBron even make the team? I mean, I think you have three locks from the 2012 to make night two. You got LeBron, you got KD, and you got Kobe. And you really have to find your way to get him in there. So when you look at the 92 team, man, you start with Christian Leitner, and then you look around, and you're trying to think, all right, how has basketball changed? We really need two centers. So then you look at, do I want to get rid of David Robinson or Patrick Ewing, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely, I, definitely. And to me, I mean, I personally like what Patrick Ewing brings a little bit more. I mean, he's not a, a born winner like David Robinson is, but he's, yeah. a bad, he's a bad motherfucker, man. Yeah, when you look at David Robinson, you have a two-time NBA champion, 1995 Most Valuable Player, 10-time All-Star, four-time All-NBA First Team, two-time NBA Second Team, Defensive Player of the Year. Oh, that's kind of tough. That's kind of tough. Now let's go take a look at Patrick Ewing numbers. I mean, Patrick's doing. Let's see what Patrick's doing. Patrick Ewing, if you look at his numbers, 11-time NBA All-Star, All-NBA First Team in 1990, six-time All-NBA Second Team, Three-time NBA All-Defensive Second Team, NBA Rookie of the Year in 86, NBA All-Rookie Team in 86, and he's uh, had his jersey retired, NBA's 50th Anniversary All-Time Team. Man, I see, one argument that I have for Patrick Ewing over David Robinson is these international games, they're a little bit different, right? They play a little physical, they jab a little, they play a little dirtier, and Patrick Ewing is just someone you don't mess with, right? Yeah. He brings that mean streak to your team that you don't really want to yeah, and I would say he was a little bit more dominant in 92 than David Robinson was. Yeah, so, I mean, I think that's where you, you fill in LeBron. I mean, if you look at the way the game is, it's more guard-driven. Mm-hmm. You don't really – you don't need two centers and three power forwards on this team, right? And LeBron's so flexible that he he can be big. Yes, so you're going to take off – so we're taking off Christian Leitner and adding Kobe Bryant. We're taking off David Robinson and adding LeBron James. Yeah, and then to me, the only other lock that has to go in there is Kevin Durant. I mean, he's just a different animal, right? It has. I would personally say Kevin Durant is the best score I've ever seen in my generation. Like, pure score, I would say he's the best. And when you look at his stats, two-time NBA champion, two-time finals MVP, NBA most valuable player in 2014, 10-time All-Star, two-time NBA All-Star MVP, six-time All-NBA first team. And this is really all we – I don't even know if you can say Kevin Durant has hit his prime. He definitely hit his prime, but he got so much more to go. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens with the injury and everything. But, yeah, I mean, so we lost a year of greatness for sure. Definitely lost a year of greatness. So who are you taking off to replace? Man, that's another tough one, man. Hey, Kevin Durant, again, he's long, he's lanky, he can play big. Mm-hmm. He, can, he can play small if you really need to. Yeah. So, to me, I think the obvious choice is to look at the power forwards. And yeah. I would say Kevin Durant play. over Chris Mullen. I like Kevin Durant over Chris Mullen. I mean, the whole reason of Chris Mullen being on the 92 team was the fact that he brought shooting. Yes. And the fact that we're bringing Kevin Durant in, he can replace that shooting. Who's a sniper from anywhere. Yeah, you can replace that shooting right away right there. So And, and plus more. Yeah, I mean, it takes those minutes from him anyway. Yeah. So you could do Chris Mullen. The only other person I was looking at um, for Kevin Durant is Carl uh, Malone. Carl Malone? Kevin, That's Kevin one Durant. of the best par fours of all times, though, Noons. I don't know if you could just replace Carl Malone. I mean, if you look at him, Kevin Durant's taller, first off. Yes, like, definitely. Yeah. Like two inches. <laughs> he, he shoots better. 
he can pass too. I mean, let's not sleep on it. I mean, you obviously didn't get to see it as much in OKC because they were more of like a your turn, my turn team. But when he went to uh, Golden State, you could see him throw the ball around a little bit more. Yeah, a little bit more. Yeah. If I had to replace anybody, I think I would leave Carl Malone on. I would definitely say take Chris Mullen off and add Kevin Durant. Some people say John Stockton shouldn't even been on that team. I know uh, on first take, Max Kellerman made a good point that John Stockton should have been on that team over Isaiah Thomas. He said he would have took off Christian Leitner. But I definitely think if it was Isaiah Thomas, I would say that's a lock. You can't replace Kevin Durant with Isaiah Thomas. But I say you can replace Kevin Durant with either Chris Mullen, John Stockton. Sorry, I think Kevin Durant could replace John Stockton, Chris Mullen. Those would be my top two choices. Yeah, so I say we just go with Chris Mullins, right? He's going to take those minutes. He's a shooter that can do it. You replace Kevin Durant with Chris Mullins. You'll take that trade any day. Take that trade any day. Okay, let's go back to this 2012 team. So we have LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, and Kevin Durant. But after that, it's pretty tough. It's tough. I mean, the two names that that really, like, jump off the screen for me on this team that's left is really Chris Paul. I mean, you can make the argument of Chris Paul over John Stockton if you wanted to. Chris Paul would be able to replace those assist numbers. Plus, he brings a little bit more shooting in the game. Yes. Uh, and, and he's a lockdown defender. Do people think that Chris Paul is a better point guard all around all time than John Stockton? I mean, come correct, he's the point guard. Let's just start there. Right. I, I mean, it's hard to know. I mean, Chris Paul, not a proven winner, but neither is John Stockton. Yes, that's true. Let's take a look at some of their stats. They're both 10-time NBA All-Stars. Chris Paul has an NBA All-Star Game MVP. So does John Stockton in 1993. Chris Paul is a four-time All-NBA First Team. John Stockton is a two-time NBA All-First Team. Chris Paul is a three-time All-NBA Second Team. John Stockton is a six-time NBA All-NBA Second Team. Chris Paul has seven-time NBA All-Defensive Team. And John Stockton is a five-time All-NBA Defensive Team. John Stockton also led the NBA in assists nine times. And Chris Paul has led the NBA in assists four times. Yeah, I mean, I think you can make the argument. I mean, it's tough, obviously. Looking at these two lists, it's hard to get get rid of anybody. <laughs> right? I think I think you can make that argument and Chris Paul could take those John Stockton minutes. Um, he was able to change teams. I mean, Bob City, when he went to L.A., right? He yes. changed everything. And if you look at it, I think Chris Paul will bring more to that team, the 92 team. I mean, if you look at the numbers, it's pretty much even across the board. But I think as a pure player and as a facilitator, I don't think John, I think John Stockton, you know, was a good passer. But I think Chris Paul is a great passer. I know a lot of people say that John Stockton is the benefit of Karl Malone, a pick and roll. You're not going to lead the NBA all time in assists just off pick and roll. So you got to be a better passer than just a pick and roll passer. I just think Chris Paul is a little bit more athletic, a better passer. A better shooter, I would say he's probably a better shooter than John Stockton. John Stockton actually became a better shooter later in his career than early in his career. I would say that Chris Paul came out the Wake Forest shooting, shooting like a sniper. So that's yeah. a that's a difficult one right there. I also like. I mean, you could see Chris Paul. He has experience playing off the ball, right? Yeah, he plays without the ball a ton in his last couple of years, right? When he was in. When he was in Houston, he played off the ball with James Harden. Now in Oklahoma City, he shares the floor with two other point guards all the time. So you could 
doesn't add a benefit. Yeah. Are we replacing Chris Paul? I mean, John Stockton with Chris Paul? I'm comfortable doing it. Like I said, the only other name that jumps out to me on this list of, you know, 2012 over 92 is just the respect for Carmelo Anthony, man. What what he's done as a pure scorer and what he's done for the Olympics. That's very true. As a whole, right? I mean, Olympic mellow is the thing. It's the all-time leader in scoring for the Olympics. So That's true. That's Carmelo Anthony does true. not get the appreciation that he deserves, whether it's playing in the NBA, whether it's playing in the Olympic gold medal game. <laughs> he definitely doesn't get the appreciation that he deserves. And I think that Carmelo Anthony, that's a good name to throw out there. I see Clyde Drexler. I see Charles Barkley, Magic Johnson. Obviously, he doesn't make it over them. The only one I can see Carmelo making it over is Clyde Drexler. After that, Charles Barkley, Goat, Magic Johnson, Goat, you know, Michael Jordan, Goat, Scottie Pippen, one of the best top 50 players of all time. I think Carl Malone is also untouchable as well. Yeah, so, I mean, that's a hard one. I don't know if you can you can put Melo on that team. Yeah, that's a tough one. I, that's a very debatable one. I mean, Clyde Drexler in 94-95 did win two NBA championships after competing in the 92 Olympics. So you could say he kind of ascended. Carmelo Anthony, let's take a look at the numbers. We take a look at Clyde Drexler and Carmelo Anthony comparing them. 1995 NBA champion. Oh, I apologize. Clyde Drexler didn't win back-to-back. He was only on a 95 team. So you have Clyde Drexler, 10-time NBA All-Star. Carmelo Anthony's a 10-time NBA All-Star. Clyde Drexler made All-NBA First Team in 92. Carmelo Anthony has never made NBA All-First Team. He only made NBA All-Second Team twice. Clyde Drexler also made All-NBA Second Team twice. Clyde Drexler, two-time NBA All-NBA Third Team. And Carmelo made four times All-NBA Third Team. Carmelo Anthony was NBA Scoring Champion in 2012. Clyde Drexler had never won, uh, sorry, Scoring Champion. And Carmelo Anthony was also um, All-Rookie First Team. I think when you look at those two, the only thing that Carmelo really brings that's better is just his scoring ability. Just the scoring. Right? He, he comes out the gate firing. He That short three-point line, he's automatic because you know he likes to shoot that three with his foot on the line. So Definitely. And I would say, if you talk about pure scoring in NBA history, Carmelo Anthony is one of the best pure scorers I've ever seen. Whether that's on a block, top of the key, he could post up, he could face up. So I think... Definitely. He had a good run in New York. You saw a lot. He had a lot of national games while he was in New York. And you saw the real best of Carmelo Anthony in New York. So that's a debatable one. I'm not confident I would take Clyde Drexler off that team. The only other thing I would like to think about with that is just the team as a whole, right? How it fits together. Fits together, yeah. To have ball handlers versus off-ball scorers versus, you know, defensive players. And I think the thing that Carmelo would do on this team is spot up and just shoot. Yes. And he would shoot the lights out. Yeah, he, and he does get a lot of criticism for holding on to the ball. But I didn't see that when he played in the 2008-2012 Olympics. Carmelo Anthony didn't really seem like he stopped the chemistry of the team. Actually, I feel like he made it a lot better. Yeah, I mean, Olympic Melo, right? That's what everyone hopes he is in the second the second half of his career, right? Catch yeah. and shoot, um, 15 points a game. Seven threes a game, right? That, that's the dream, <laughs> Carmelo Anthony. Right? Exactly. And there's another name on this list. In 2012, we didn't know about him then, but James Harden in 2020 is one of the best scorers. And the way he scores is 
and his scores usage and rate is just insane. But in 2012, we didn't know he had that ability. I'm not saying I would put him on a 92 team, but knowing what I know now about James Harden, he is very capable of making that team. Yeah, I mean, I think all these players are like capable of making <laughs> right, team, exactly, right? <laughs> right, exactly. You got the best of the best. When's the last time any of these players got cut from anything? I mean, exactly. Honestly. I mean, the only person I've ever seen cut was probably Michael Jordan. He's the best player. He's the only lock. Like <laughs> He's a lock lock. I mean, yeah, I think – I don't think I'm putting Melo on. I like the idea of the fit. I like the shooting ability. But I think the fact that you're adding someone like Kevin Durant, um, that adds shooting in itself. Um, and the players from the 2012 team as a whole, are, I think – are just better all-around shooters in general because it's part of the game. Yes. So you can see even Kobe late in his career can shoot the three. LeBron's incorporating that. I mean, it's something that's just part of the game now. And that mm-hmm. they all bring, that's a little bit better. Yeah. So we have Kobe Bryant over Christian Leitner. We have LeBron James over David Robinson. We have Kevin Durant over Chris Mullen. And we got a debatable between Chris Paul and John Stockton and a debatable between Carmelo Anthony and Clyde Drexler. That's what we're saying? Yeah, I'd be comfortable with Chris Paul over John Stockton, but I don't think I can I can do the mellow thing right now. Yes, I'm not sure I could take mellow. But I'm saying, knowing what I know now about James Harden, I would probably take him over Clyde Drexler. Yeah, I mean, if you want to just change gears overall, you could just talk about Clyde Drexler to James Harden. Mellow's gone. I mean, exactly. Because James Harden, he is a electrifying score. I know he doesn't come up in a clutch like everybody says. But he doesn't need to, though. <laughs> yeah, that's, exactly, exactly. They have Michael Jordan. We all know who's getting the ball. Even Magic Johnson said it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, on this team, is he getting the ball over someone like Kobe? You think Kobe wants that shot, too? Kobe definitely wants that shot. Kobe definitely wants that shot. So I think it would be up for grab. You talk about in a clutch? That's a conversation yeah, man, for another it, day. That's yeah, a man. That's a conversation. Clyde, who's getting that ball? I mean, I think you put it in LeBron's hands and let him throw it to one of those players and make a make a move, right? Yeah. So I heard, um, you know, in a documentary, Magic Johnson talked about how he made a comment to Michael Jordan, and then next thing you know, there was Jordan was down eight. Next thing you know, they were up two. But I also heard in two thousand eight, it was a bunch of players, you know, playing in the gym, warming up, and Kobe Bryant arrived a little bit later than others. But when Kobe Bryant arrived and walked in. Everybody knew what time it was. You know, the gym kind of got quiet. I don't know who I don't know who told me that story, but I don't know who, where I heard that story from. But I heard it from an ES on ESPN. I'm like, oh, Kobe Bryant is definitely that dude. You yeah, know, and all the other players know it. There's a lot of alphas on that team, man. And I think those four players you could take off and you could put those four players on and be happy with that team. It, that I mean. Just taking Christian Leitner off and replacing with Kobe Bryant makes it an even better team to begin with, right? Yeah. So today's James Harden, NBA Most Valuable Player in 2018, eight-time NBA All-Star, five-time All-NBA First Team, All-NBA Third Team, NBA Sixth Man of the Year, and two-time NBA Scoring Champion and NBA Assist Leader in 2017. I would definitely take a 2020 James Harden over a 1992 Clyde Drexler. Yeah, I mean, I'm comfortable doing it, man. He's growing his beard out like us, I'm sure. So I'm sure <laughs> I'm comfortable with it for sure. I mean, obviously, when I'm looking at the list, I that name hits me, obviously, but it doesn't jump out to me because, you know, 2012 is an 
eight years ago. That was a different player. But, man, you're right. 2020, looking at it, we're looking at everybody in their prime. You want everybody in their prime. James Harden definitely makes the cut to me. I believe I would take him over a prime Clyde Drexler. And that's just not me being a new school person. I think if you look at the stats and look at the two at their best, I think James Harden's a better player than Clyde Drexler. I mean, only thing Clyde Drexler has is that 1995 NBA champion. But I think James Harden's an overall better player. Yeah, man, he'll get the ball moving. He's comfortable passing. You know, he can spot up and shoot. Uh, he gets to the line better than anyone I've ever <laughs> better seen. Better than anybody I've ever seen. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if it's cheating or not, but he, he gets there for sure. Yeah. So in your opinion, you think the 92 team is the best team ever assembled? What do you think about that? I think, ah, man, I mean, when you look at the 2012 team, you have at least 10 Hall of Famers. Future, at the future very, Hall of Famer, at least. Tyson Chandler's probably not a Hall of Famer, but people are saying Andre Iguodala is going to be a Hall of Famer. I mean, he's one of the best role players of all time. Uh, Kevin Love, still a great player. I mean, Carmelo Anthony, Hall of Famer. Anthony Davis going there. Chris Paul, James Harden, Kobe Bryant. I mean, I think when I look at this team, these players are more in their prime than when you look at the 92 team. So yeah. if like, you look at them at their ages and where they're at, yeah. um, you'd have a really good game. But if you're looking at all these players in their prime, uh, you still have to go 92, I think. Yeah. No, I definitely think a lot of people, when you're talking about the two teams, get caught up in the era. So I feel like a lot of the old school players – old school minded thinking was say the 92 team is the best team ever assembled. But when you look at the 2012 team, I think they will be able to compete against the 1992 team. If not, I would say a little bit more than compete. It will be very, very close. Yeah, man. I think if you had a time machine and you were able to pull the 92 team and you would drop them in 2012, they would see this three-point shooting. They would see this spread-out offense, and they wouldn't even know they were playing the same game. They would, I think it would catch them off guard, but obviously when you look at the 92 team. Yeah, because you essentially, you essentially would have Chris Paul versus John Stockton, Kobe Bryant versus Michael Jordan, LeBron James versus Scottie Pippen maybe, Kevin Durant versus Clyde Drexler, maybe. I'm just talking about off of starting lineups. I think Barkley would start in that team. He was okay. Yeah, Barkley probably would start. Yes, you're right. You're right. He was phenomenal back then. So you have Kevin Durant. You have Charles Barkley versus Kevin Durant. Man, we're not talking about Fat Charles Barkley right now. We're talking about the. No, we're still talking about the Philadelphia 76ers. Charles Barkley. Yeah, man, he was a nasty man right back then. Man, he he could play. He could defend. He was running up and down that court. I mean. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So you look at the starters were John Stockton, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Charles Barkley. Sorry, it was Magic Johnson. Sorry, Magic. the starters were Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Charles Barkley, and was it Patrick Ewing who started? Or was it David Robinson who started? Or Karl Malone? I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but the problem with the the matchups there is Chris Paul has to guard someone who's. Six inches taller than him. Yes. Has that would be a mismatch. <laughs> that would be a mismatch. Like, who, who's he guarding in that situation? Like, yes, that would be a mismatch. But it's a it's a 32-year-old Magic Johnson. But still, Magic Johnson has post-work. Yeah, yeah. he can pass <laughs> over the top of, of Chris Paul. But, Chris, I mean, Chris Paul in the post, he can – you've seen it in the playoffs, guarding Kevin Durant. He could do it, man. He can guard yeah. 
He is able to guard people bigger than him. And you will have Kobe Bryant versus Michael Jordan. I mean, needless to say, that would be a great matchup. I'm pretty sure anybody in the world will pay to see that. I know I would. Man, especially nowadays. Yes. <laughs> then you will have LeBron James, Scottie Pippen. Mm. That's physical. That's, that's, that's very physical. Things, and Scottie Pippen is one of the greatest defenders of all time. Yeah, I mean, I like the cross matchup of you could even put small Chris Paul over there and let LeBron grab guard magic because I just want to see that matchup personally. <laughs> personally. Personal <laughs> I mean, favorite. <laughs> yeah, that, that's something that I would pay to watch yeah. for sure. And then you have Kevin Durant and Charles Barkley. Mm. Yeah. The other thing is the center position, right? I mean, Tyson Chandler starts for that 2012 team, and he's going to get bullied by Patrick Ewan or David Yeah, Rafferty. that's just a mismatch. <laughs> that's, that's just a mismatch. I mean, Anthony Davis in 2012, he wasn't a player that he is now, but I would say you will have to start him probably, or maybe you start Carmelo, but Patrick Ewing would definitely dominate Carmelo Anthony. David Robinson would dominate Carmelo Anthony. So the uh, 2012 team will have a very tough time at the center position. In 2012, we just have to go 100% new school. They have to go uh, D'Antoni on them, right? Spread them out, go small, and just try to play them off the court. they have to make it so the center's obsolete. Yeah, and that's funny you say D'Antoni because he was on the coaching staff for the 2012 team. So Yeah, but Shosevsky was on both, I think. Yes, yeah. So he's got to be our coach, right? Yeah, that's right. He's on, that, yeah, that's so funny. He's on both. He's on the 92 coaching squad, and he's the head coach for the 2012 team. So I like 2012 chance. I'm not going to give it to him because I know the mindset of the 92 team was just to dominate like they did Tony Kukoc. As you see Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, how they just went in. We're going to take his heart away. Jerry Krause loves him, so we're going to hate him. (laughs) So I can just see the 92 team just want to dominate, lock up, play physical. And that's what they say, the old school style of play. A lot of these new school players wouldn't be able to play in a 92 era because of the style of play, which I'm not sure about. I think LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, Kobe Bryant – Chris Paul will be able to play in any era. Yeah, I mean, we haven't even talked about Russell. I mean, talk about tenacity. He would have fit on that 92 team perfectly. He would have been per- – he, he could have played in any era based off his mentality alone. Yeah, I mean, they would have loved him on that team. He's a dog. Let's not forget it. Exactly. So the question is, 92 versus 2012. That's our final question. Who are you taking? Oh, man, I think you got to go 92 still. I mean, it, there's a lot left to be written in this story, you mean. These players that we're talking about in 2012 still have five years ahead of them. Yes, that's true. Realistically, I mean, all except maybe Melo or Tyson Chandler. I mean, these players also have five more years left. Yeah, definitely. I would definitely agree. I would take the 92 team. I'm not betting against Michael Jordan. I love Kobe Bryant. I love LeBron James. I Like I said, I think Kevin Durant is one of the best scorers of all time. I just think the 92 team will be a little bit more physical, a little bit more dominant, and they come in with a – I want to kill you mentality. And I'm not sure the 2012 team besides Kobe Bryant and Russell Westbrook has that mentality. Yeah, I I tend to agree with you. I don't think they have that dog in them like 92 does. But it'd be fun to watch. Definitely fun to watch. Definitely fun to watch. Thanks for joining me today, man. All right, Sue, man. Be safe out there. Thank you. Thank you. That's another episode of Couch Talk Sports. We want to, you know, make sure everybody stays safe out there. I know you guys going through a tough time just like we are. No matter where you are, just be safe, be stay healthy, and I'll catch you on the next episode.